Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. I'm Emily Fox. Mark Lanigan died this week. The cause of death has not been revealed. KEXP's Cheryl Waters announced the news on air on Tuesday. I am so very sad to share the devastating news with you that Mark Lanigan has passed away at the age of 57 years old. And if you didn't hear me say it earlier, that um, there was a statement on Twitter that confirmed the news stating our beloved friend Mark Lanigan passed away this morning at his home in Killarney, Ireland. A beloved singer, songwriter, author, and musician. He is survived by his wife, Shelley. And he first gained prominence in the band Screaming Trees. They formed in Ellensburg in 1985. So sad as his loss again, sending so much love out to his family, his bandmates, fellow musicians who loved him, of course, legions of fans, and thank him so much for all the beautiful music that he left for us. And here's also another song played at that last concert, and it breaks my heart to say the name of this song. Nearly lost you. It's Screaming Trees on KEXP. Founding Screaming Trees member and drummer Mark Pickrell remembers those early days of the band in Ellensburg, Washington. Sure, I'm one of Mark's oldest friends, and we've been to Helen back together, but I'm also a huge fan. The first time I heard Mark sing was in an impromptu rehearsal that we had, and I was going to be the singer, and he was going to play drums for what reason I don't remember. But And I'd already been playing drums for a few years and knew my way around the kit, but he'd actually recently acquired a drum set through a drug deal gone sideways and some guy had to cough up his drum set to to make it right so he brought this drum set to our first rehearsal and he was going to play drums and I was going to sing and it was all you know we had it all mapped out you know we were going to be a punk rock band and you know within like 30 seconds or whatever it was obvious that he had no idea what he was doing had no business where he was so we switched places and launched into like this really fast punk rock version of The End by The Doors. And, oh my God, we we all knew we'd found our singer. I mean, it was just, and even Mark looked surprised hearing his big voice. And it was just so clear that he was made for that job. Lanigan went on to collaborate on musical projects with Kurt Cobain. On Anthony Bourdain's show, Parts Unknown. Mark Lanigan is, to my mind, one of the greatest living singer-songwriters making music today. His songs and lyrics, reflective of a long, hard life, cut me right down to the bone. He was a member of Queens of the Stone Age for over a decade. He's also a member of the Seattle band Mad Season, which featured Pearl Jam's Mike McCready and Allison Chains' Lane Staley and more. I don't know anything. 
Flanagan never stopped making music and performing. Seattle guitarist Jeff Fielder worked with and toured with Lanigan from about 2010 until the pandemic hit in 2020. He said Lanigan's solo projects saw a lot of success when they toured in Europe in recent years. And Pickerel remembers that fandom early on. Italy in particular is huge on Mark Lanigan, on his current, you know, material. And interestingly enough, that was the, that was the first country, you know, when, we, when the Screaming Trees first toured Europe, you know, we did like a couple weeks in Germany and Netherlands, places like that. And we were really well received. But when we got to Italy, people lost their minds. They lose their minds. It was unlike anything we'd ever experienced. We didn't want to come back to America. I mean, it was just, people just loved us. Yeah, full on celebrity status. I asked both Jeff Fielder and Mark Pickrell how they would describe Mark Lanigan as a musician. Here's Pickrell. I was acutely aware of Lanigan's prowess as a vocalist but it wasn't until around the time that he made the record bubblegum that i really started to become aware of his artistry and what a brilliant artist he is as well as being a great singer songwriter i feel like that's kind of the record where he kind of came into his own as a as an artist and started to really make an individual statement and started to leave a, a very unique cultural imprint right around that time yeah, I'm wondering if there's like a particular song that comes to each of your minds of like, wow, that was a really special Lanigan moment. Like Hit the City is a good example of a turning point for me. That, um, that particular track off of Bubblegum and some others off of that record kind of really, I had to sort of view Mark differently from then on. Well, and the end of that was my skin, I couldn't kill it. I mean, going back to like his first solo record, which I was lucky enough to not just to play on, but to be um, a big contributor to, you know, his vocal performance on Where Did You Sleep Last Night is about as good as it gets. And then also his willingness to show vulnerability as a singer-songwriter on that record with songs like Wildflowers and um, Eyes of a Child. Yeah, there was a time, especially when Anthony Bourdain died, we did that show, and Anthony had uh, requested that we you know, personally that we did uh, Strange Religion, which wasn't in the set list ever. Uh, and Mark had a hard time singing that song. And then we did it for the show. And then afterwards, it was very difficult for him to do it because now he associated that with, with Anthony. This life might eventually just be the end of me. And I'll still be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of deep conversations about that kind of thing with Mark over the years because, you know, really early on when I was kind of getting to know him, you know, he told me that all his friends were dead, you know, and uh, I was, you know, kind of taken aback by that because, you know, him and Lane Staley, Kirk Cobain, and there's many more people on that list. And I said, well, man, you were lucky to survive all that. You know, he's like, well, you know, our time is, our time is coming, my friend. (laughs) I'll never forget that, you know, so... I don't know. He was a heavy cat. 
how would you describe him like as a person? I mean, for people who are listening who didn't get to meet him, I mean, what do you want them to know? How would you describe who he was? I do feel fortunate that I got to know Mark before his persona became something that he relied on. Mark was a jokester. He was a really funny guy, a smart guy, a very talented guy, could have been an actor. He could play any part, which is also what complicated him is because sometimes it was hard to know whether or not he was acting or not, especially if out in public. And that brooding moodiness that he became known for, I think, was often there to um, shield himself from unwanted conversations and small talk. And, and I think that if he, if he knew that people were intimidated by him, then, then it was less likely that they would approach him and want to discuss how he'd once saved their lives. And, and while he really appreciated that his music had had that impact on people, I, I think it was exhausting for him emotionally to have to have those conversations. So I got to enjoy Mark before all of that became his predominant, you know, his go-to and, you know, not to say that, I mean, he was very um, unpredictable going back to my earliest memories with him, but the severity of his um, mood swings was not as, as dangerous or, um, you know, so I'm grateful that I got to know him as just a regular guy, you know, and who made me laugh a lot and who was capable of empathy and generosity and, and patience and, uh, he was very patient with me, um, just as I had to be with him, you know. Do you feel like there was a shift in, like, you had mentioned kind of like that persona that he put on. Do you feel like there was a shift that kind of came with a certain level of fame? I do. I think that actually is when it kind of came into play. It would have been right around the time that, you know, we signed to Epic. And uh, all of a sudden there were tour buses and there was opportunities to um, shield oneself from the general public and... And also, um, there were there was uh, you know a tour budget to finance um, extracurricular activities. You know, when you have a, a manager um, looking out for you and babysitting, you know it's it's easy to to start you start buying into the myth that surrounds you. That's the way it appeared to me. I'll never know exactly what you know motivated Marx all of Marx's behavior, um, but it feels like that would have, would make sense. Mark Lanigan struggled with addiction during his life, including a heroin habit. He spent a few times in rehab and reportedly maintained sobriety in recent years. When the pandemic hit, he moved to Ireland and had a near-death experience with COVID that he documented in a book called Devil in a Coma. Mark Pickrell says he's braced for the news of Lanigan's death before he got the call this week. I've been preparing myself for this for many, many, many years. But of course, when you get the phone call, call came from Mark's management company, and like the news was literally like ten minutes old. Like like Shelley had just discovered Mark, like in the last few minutes, and um, of course I was shocked. And but of course I was not surprised. I mean, how could I be? Um, the accumulative of the 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 choices that Mark has made over the years, and the life that he chose to use, that he chose to live you know, took its toll. You know, I, I cried a lot of tears during um, his 
fight for his life uh, when he was in a medical-induced coma due to COVID. I, I thought for sure uh, I was saying my goodbyes right then and there. And as Jeff and I were discussing earlier, many of us, you know, started bracing ourselves for this day uh, decades ago. We were I was talking to another friend of mine who was, you know, saying what a tragedy it was and everything that Mark left when he was 57 and or left us at the age of 57. And I, But I also pointed out that, you know, Mark's determination to um, to remain prolific over the years and to do the hard work, that also took a toll on him. And he, he worked really hard and produced a really impressive body of work over the last 15 to 30 years. And we're lucky that he was so determined to do that and that he's left us with, you know, all this, this great music and these great stories and all these live performances. So he really lived a full life. Mark Lanigan's death was announced Tuesday. The cause of death has not been revealed. You can listen to KEXP's tribute to Lanigan by going to the KEXP archive at kexp.org and clicking on February 22nd. This is Sounded Vision. Did you hear the distant cry calling me back to my soul? Like 